it's Wednesday. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Hello, Steve. Hello, David. Steve, we're going to continue our discussion today about board games by Canadian designers. Okay. Did you know that one of the biggest games of all time was Canadian? That would be Trivial Pursuit. Yes, it is. Yeah, which I, that surprised me when I heard it. I had, you know, I've played it. That's that's a game that's big in the UK. Mm-hmm. And so I played, it was one of very, very few games I played growing up. I wasn't really, a, didn't really have a board gaming family. I just assumed it was American mm-hmm. uh, because we had a North American version. Yeah. Uh, and it had a bunch of questions I didn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And of course, my young brain just went, well, it's American, clearly. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be that well fanfared. It, it, and I feel like it's being, it's coming to the fore a little bit now mm. that it was originally a Canadian designer team. It, uh, it exploded in the 80s. It was right. huge. A group of friends, uh, I believe, hanging out in a cottage uh, in, like, Ontario's cottage country. Uh, <laughs> Great place to hang out. We're just, you know, throwing around questions and, and facts at each other, and it grew into a game and uh, made the original founders of it all multi-millionaires for sure and uh now of course it's owned by hasbro and there are countless different editions uh the original uh what they called the genus edition was pretty uh north american certainly uh more u.s in its nature the genus 2 edition they sort of responded to people saying hey it's a canadian game where's the canadian facts and so the Genus 2 edition is actually substantially harder for a lot of people to play <laughs> because it has a lot more Canadian content to it. Right. And certainly if you're from outside Canada, you're not going to know a lot of the answers. Sure. Uh, and even some of us within Canada don't necessarily know uh, our own history and, uh, and facts uh, nearly as well as we uh, know U.S. history. Right. Uh, it, it's hard living next to such a giant, you know, culturally politically, economically, and not being sort of forced by that proximity to learn more about them. For sure. Uh, but yeah, a huge success for a Canadian company. A couple other games from around the same period, well, one other game from around the same period, Balderdash, also um, right. Canadian. I mean, it was a parlor game that's that a Canadian uh, design team just decided to package and right. sell. Uh, but uh, again, Canadian team, about I guess 12 years ago now, uh, The Game of Things. Yes. Uh, by uh, Tom Quinn, friend of the cafe. Mm-hmm. That uh, hugely successful, one of my personal favorite party games. I love it. Uh, I always will make that recommendation when people say, hey, we love Cards Against Humanity. What else do you have? Right. And I will always go to The Game of Things because what I love about it is that. If you want to play a raunchy game, you can do that with the Game of Things. Right. But if you don't, you don't have to with the yes. Game of Things. Whereas a lot of the games on the market right now from in the party game world are just riding that idea that Cards Against Humanity did of all raunch all the time. Let's be as offensive as we can possibly be. And for the people who want that, great, cool. Not everybody wants that. No. And so I like games like Things or Say Anything Mm. uh, which give you by requiring you to create your own answers they give you control over just how nasty you want to get with the game. Yeah and I must admit I'm I'm sort of 
I'm a little tired of seeing the black box edition or, yeah. you know, whatever they choose to call it, uh, the codenames Deep Undercover and yeah. all these kind of games where it's, you know, this was a great game to begin with. Let's just, why does it have to have an adult version? And I appreciate there are people out there who yeah. want that and it's just not my thing. Taboo um, Midnight yeah, Edition. Right, yeah. right. Uh, there's there's just a few too many of them for my liking. Yeah. <laughs> but there we go. Let's um, get back to Canadiana. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite games uh, is a traditional Canadian game, Crokinole. Are you familiar with Crokinole? I am. I did not realize that was Canadian. Yeah. Ah, well, there you go. It is. I've only played a few times. Uh, it's a game I'd seen. We've. I, I played Carom a lot in mm-hmm. the UK, and so yeah. they, they, the sort of uh, flicking game concept similar. was yeah. familiar to me. And then when I came over here, actually, I played Crokinole, mm-hmm. but I, I, kind, I knew it was North American. I didn't realize it was Canadian. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know Crokinole, it's uh, essentially tabletop shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a round board with uh, that's... Um, got concentric rings uh, and each smaller ring is worth more and more points there's a hole right in the center that is not only worth uh, lots of points but it also allows you to uh, reshoot that stone a second time if right. you get it right in the uh, right in the hole uh, so on your turn you take a shot by flicking one of your stones towards a target zone and if it is still on the board at the end of the the round when everyone is shot it's going to score you points um, the neat thing about the game is that uh, if there's a stone on the board, when it's your turn to shoot, you have to try to hit that stone. You're not right. allowed to just go for your own points. You have to be a jerk and try to knock that person's stone off the board or out of scoring position. Uh, and uh, it's a great game. I grew up playing it uh, at my grandmother's house. It was super, super fun. Amazing. Yeah, I, I absolutely did not realize that was a Canadian game. And it is. It's great fun, and it's one of those things that you can play at any age. Yeah. You know, some of these... A lot of these games are, are not complicated, especially the ones that we're talking about uh, today. Trivial Pursuit, possibly, you know, you need to be of a certain age unless you're playing a kid's edition in order mm-hmm. to, to have the knowledge that you would yeah. need. But Crokinole, there's something about it that I think chucking things around appeals to kids so it's not mm-hmm. just that you can play it but it's that I know people who would want to play it yeah. uh, or I know kids who would want to play it and you can play it with anybody I think there's something about kids that the the lack of analysis that they put into gaming sometimes makes them mm-hmm. really good at this in a way that a grown up might be better because they take the angles into consideration yeah. but that will shoot them in the foot yeah. Well, there's a game I would like to touch on yeah. uh, that has is uh, completely the opposite in the sense that it only just came out, um, but it's one that I'm a huge fan of, and that's Summit. Have you had a crack at this yet? I have played Summit. Uh, I uh, uh, played it at one of our curation meetings with, right. uh, with Dan and Jay, and um, we have an open copy for it here at the uh, Annex location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an interesting game of mountaineering and, uh, and trying to manage your supplies as well as uh, your goodwill towards the other <laughs> players the, the karma cards and the karma points uh, add some interesting things you can be a jerk but it's going to cost you to be a jerk yeah and I really like there's, there's a lot of things I like in this game and I think that the um, that's one of them is, is you can actually choose to let a player get an advantage over you by giving them a card that benefits them but it will raise you up this karma track or you can give yourself the advantage and take yourself back down it again. Mm-hmm. And that entertains me. Also, this, I really enjoy It's one of the games I think it's done this the most realistically to me so far, which is that you can load yourself up with food and oxygen. And you can be absolutely capable of weathering any avalanche that gets thrown at you. But you're not going to be moving very quick. Yeah. Whereas if you take less stuff 
and you have a really bad scenario come up, you're going to have a real time of it. But you're mm-hmm. going to be able to move around the board a lot quicker. Yeah. And of course, climbing to the top and getting back down again. This is a race whatever mode you're playing. Mm-hmm. But the thing I enjoy about it the most, I think, is it can be competitive. Mm-hmm. It can be cooperative. Yeah. And it can be solitaire. Mm-hmm. All three modes are slightly different in various ways, and yet they all work so well. And not many games pull that one off. I think, yeah. you know, cooperative and solo, sure. Competitive and solo, often with an AI, which, you know, questionable, but yeah. it works. But I think co-op cooperative and competitive... And it's hard to pull off a game that can be played in either yeah. mode. And there's a lot of these semi-co-op games around, like, I don't know, Legendary Marvel comes to mind, where you're all working towards the same goal, but one person will win. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you're fully working together to ha- get the best result, or you are literally looking to race and be the first person to do this thing. Uh, and the designer, Connor McGoey, um, he's from Thunder Bay in Ontario, and he flew out here when he was sort of still finalizing the design for the game and then also when he was launching his Kickstarter. And he's been down here a couple of times and I've had the pleasure of, of, uh, of talking to him. And actually he uh, he was very kind to be a guest voice on my personal podcast, yeah. Once Upon a Die, when I did an episode on this back at the, once he was, when he was still sort of designing it. But it had a very successful Kickstarter. Uh, and I think this one too, this has started appearing on people's lists mm-hmm. uh, as being a great game. And I think this will be a great ambassador for Canadian games, you know, as time time goes on well there's a good bunch of games touched on once again including a lot more classic stuff this time so if you didn't know those games were canadian well hey you just learned something new we're going to come back on friday and talk about some more games uh, including a very close friend of the cafe and including one the, the the modern giant of board gaming i think uh, so join us on friday to hear who those people are and hear about the amazing games they have created bye for now